In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, God bless you to our online audience. Those of you who are watching us in any social medium, God bless you. And we pray that God meets you at the point of your need. Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. And the word of the Lord reads, Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was, was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Immediately the crowd told him, be quiet, as many of the people yelled to him. But he only shouted louder, son of David have mercy on me when Jesus heard him he stopped and said tell him to come here so they called the blind man and told him cheer up come on he is calling you ain't that something to be called by Jesus mm. Verse 50, Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. He responded, my rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and followed Jesus down the road. So far the reading of the scripture for today. I want to talk to us for a brief few moments from this subject. Learning how to disobey my distractions. Learning how to disobey my distractions. Look at someone on the left or on the right and say I'm learning how to disobey my distractions those of you who were hard-headed and didn't open your mouth I'm commanding you by the power of the Holy Ghost to let it come out of your mouth and it will resurrect your spirit say it in this atmosphere I am learning how to disobey my distractions Lord I thank you for your anointing that is in this room have your way in this place be God in the midst of us and we'll be better because we sat at your feet and heard your word and we pray now these prayers and give you glory now for what's to come in Jesus name amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord I am learning how to disobey my distractions hmm. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter where you come from, whether you are a believer or you are not a believer, whether you feel good or you feel bad, whether you want it to be here or you are just here, I, I, I venture to say that everyone in this room and on the sound, under the sound of my voice have at least one thing in common other than being in church today. The thing that each of us have in common is that we are currently dealing or have dealt with distractions. Yeah, yeah, distractions, distractions, distractions. As a matter of fact, even as I embark on our discussion together, some of you under the sound of my voice are being distracted right now. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of you were looking at your phones in order to find your uh, uh, Bible app, but, but, but a notification came up that said somebody you know posted a new Facebook post. 
And while you were looking for the Bible app, you I just hit the, 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 the notification and it took you to Facebook. And, and some of y'all right now trying to hurry up and get off Facebook so they won't know I'm talking about you. And, and, and you find yourself scrolling through uh, uh, the, not only the posts that came up, but other posts that are on your timeline. Maybe you're not Facebook. Maybe you Twitter or Instagram. Somebody just put up a new photo on their way to the Super Bowl and you just got caught. Your attention got caught. You are distracted. Maybe maybe, maybe uh, the phone is not your situation. Maybe you are distracted by what life has been throwing on you. Uh, you're going through situations and you're going through circumstances. You, you're having issues and dilemmas and those dilemmas have turned out to be a distraction. Maybe, maybe her getting the pedal from the front over on the side has also distracted you and so you're unable to keep up with what I'm saying right now. All of us are dealing with distractions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Distractions, distractions. I got to ask you, what is it that has distracted you from God's promises? Because the truth of the matter is that we can start off today with all of the praise and all of the of the honor to God for his promises. We could have been just shouting in the aisles and in the pews about what God is doing and what he's about to do in our lives. And, and one calamity, one situation, one turnaround, one thing to pop off will distract you from what God has spoken about you and to you. And, and so... Uh, a whole good day can be messed up. Oh, yeah. Anybody in the room ever had got up in the morning and started out a great day and then somebody said something crazy and messed the whole rest of the afternoon up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you felt good on the way to work, but soon as you got to work, that was downhill from there on. Uh, 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 that was a distraction. Well, in the text now that that has been laid before us, this text it seems like Elder Pam is full of distractions. Mm -hmm. And today, I don't even know if I have some important point to give you. I don't know if I have some profound statement that may bless you. I don't even know, Philip, but all I know is God told me to look at the distractions in the text. And hopefully, once we point them out, they will be a blessing. Mm -hmm. The text starts out where Jesus now is on his way to Jerusalem. And in order to get to Jerusalem, he chooses to go through Jericho. Uh -huh. and, 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 and Jesus has a point to go to Jerusalem. Before he embarks on this journey, he has had conversation after conversation with his disciples explaining to them why he has to go to Jerusalem for he's telling them I have to go to Jerusalem to die on the cross and many of them tried to rebuke Jesus many of them tried to talk him out of going many of them did not understand why that a man that they've walked with for three years now is going to a city and going to die on purpose mm -hmm. uh, that'll bless you there if you know anything about God giving his life for you he's going to die on purpose and so he's traveling through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem he's going for the Passover feast mm -hmm, which will be his last Passover mm -hmm. it will be his last supper mm -hmm. and he is on his way there but he is distracted by a blind man 
on his way to the cross. Mm -hmm. This blind man has a name. His name is Bartimaeus. Mm -hmm. However, uh, it's blessing me here because although we've given this man a name, this man does not have an identity. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I get you. I get you. I get the scholars in the room and those who are watching me online. You're saying, hold on, Reverend, that ain't right because we know his name. His name is Bartimaeus. Mm -hmm. But if you have read the miracles of Jesus, a great number of them do not have names attached to them. It will say a certain woman or uh, uh, there was a man and, 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 and that came to Jesus or uh, 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 this man comes to Jesus and says, help me with my child or help me with my boy. And there are no names attached. And we often stand and preach that the reason that, that the writers gave anonymity to these men or women was so that we could put ourselves in their shoes and we could relate and make their stories our stories. However, this man seemingly has a name. Anybody paying attention? What is the man's name? Bartimaeus. Well, there's something interesting here because although this man seemingly has a name, he does not have an identity. Mm -hmm. One thing that is uh, germane to the book of Mark is Mark likes to move in and out of the language of the day. Uh, the language of the day was Greek and, and, and so uh, he switches from Greek at certain times to Aramaic in the language. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, when Jesus is on the cross is in the book of Mark that you hear Jesus say Eli, Eli, lama sabethani, which is Aramaic why father, why, uh, 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 why have thou forsaken me? But, but, but he does it here. He switches to Aramaic with this man's name Bartimaeus. Mm -hmm. So in Aramaic Aramaic splits this man's name up. It means Bar means son of Timaeus means highly prized or of great value. Well, I tried to do my due diligence, Mama. I tried to get all my books and get my Google and get all my biblical information because I wanted to know then who was Timaeus. But to my chagrin, I could not find any information about the man Timaeus. Other than his name means, his name means highly prized or great value. Mm -hmm. So that means now, although we've given him a name, he's only identified by what he is. He is, uh, Bartimaeus means an offspring of value. An offspring of value. Mm -hmm. That leads me to something to get on your nerves. What do you get your value from? Uh, uh, this man got his value from his father's name. Uh, uh, but 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 where do you get your value? Do you get your value in people's opinions? Do you get your value in job titles? Do you get your value in material possessions? Or even maybe some of you who are a little uh, discombobulated today get your value from your failures. 
anytime something goes wrong in your life, you take on the thing that went wrong for you. You take on the failure, whether it's your failure or failure of things around you. That's why you get depressed at a drop of a hat. That's why your attitude funky. That's why can't nobody speak to you today or tomorrow because you have taken on the value of what you are going through. Mm -hmm. And so Bartimaeus now hears that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby and he begins to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, this man obviously is blind. He cannot see Jesus. He is walking in the dark. Anybody under the sound of my voice, you don't have to raise your hand, but have you found yourself in a dog situation? You can't see what's going on around you. You don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know how you're going to get through tomorrow. Not necessarily how you're going to make it to tomorrow. Uh, I, I, that's a blind situation. This man could not see, but he didn't let what he didn't have hinder what he did. Oh, let me see if I can help us here. Uh, this man did not have eyes, but he had a mouth. Uh, and he used his mouth to help his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, I can't see you, but I feel you. Son of David, have mercy. On me. Don't let not knowing what to do stop you from knowing what, stop you from doing what you know. Don't let not knowing what to do stop you from doing what you know. Uh, 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 uh. This man does not know where Jesus is, but he does realize that if he opens his mouth, uh, he'll find him some kind of way. This man praised God by acknowledging who he was publicly and acknowledging his authority by calling him the son of David Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He, he called his name. You know, that's the trick of the devil. The trick of the devil tries to get you from not publicly praising God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Praise is recognizing who Jesus is publicly. I, I know, I know you may be introverted. I know you may be quiet, but every now and then you have to come out of that and open your mouth so your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor can hear you. And if you believe in Jesus, you're going to have to open your mouth and act like you believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I look at your neighbor and say, it's time out for closed mouths. Uh -huh. My mama used to say, a closed mouth don't get fed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there are some blessings that God is withholding from you until you stop being ashamed of him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He says, if you're ashamed of, ashamed of me before men, I'm going to be ashamed of you before my father. Sometimes, I, they used to say, anybody that got some religion ought to show some sign. You got to open your mouth sometimes. This man's distractions told him to shut up. Ah, Jesus, 
son of David. Shh, shut your mouth. Don't don't you shut don't you don't you don't you don't you don't As comical as that may be, somebody on your robe been doing you like that all morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Super Bowl finna come on. They've been coming on at one o'clock. I got to get out of here. And you, you going to make them shout. And you, you going to come doing all of that. And they playing all that music. And they won't stop shouting. I got to get out of here. I got to be gone. I got stuff to do. Party is waiting on me. Yeah. Uh, this man's distractors told him to shut up. But in order to get from Jesus what this man's need, what this man needs, this man must make a decision to oh, disobey his distractions. Uh, uh, I ain't gonna tell you to look down your row, but can I tell you something? There may be a plant on your row. There may be somebody that's trying to publicly squash your praise. The key to your breakthrough is in your mouth. But there may be a plant by the devil to shut your mouth. I ain't, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful of your neighbor, but, but, but can I tell you, if you open your mouth and your neighbor cut their eyes at you, they may be the plan. If you wear your neck back to holler and your neighbor looks at you like in with contempt, they may be the plan. If you feel a dance on your feet and they slide their purse in your way, they may be. I, I, I don't know who I'm talking to in the room, but I feel by the power of the heart. Chill just went over me. I feel by the power of the Holy Ghost that, 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 that your breakthrough is in your mouth and you're going to have to ignore and disobey your distraction. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to have to disobey and ignore your distraction by turning the volume up on your praise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you why. See, your praise can silence the enemy's mouth. You're going to have to turn up your praise. Your praise can disrupt, disrupt the progression of your sickness. You're going to have to turn up your praise. Your praise can reverse the curse that's been spoken over your life. You're going to have to turn up. Your praise can make the devil forget about what he was supposed to do to you. You're going to have to turn up your praise. Your praise may get your healing before your sickness runs 
this course you gonna have to turn up your praise may bring your loved one home before it's time you may have to turn up your praise your praise may make your bank account which is at a zero balance go to a place that you won't have to turn up your praise I wish I had some turn up people in the room that knew how to turn it up your praise is in your mouth Oh, that ain't enough praises in the room. I see I got some plants somewhere. I see I got some plants on your own. You better look at the plant and say, I'm sorry, baby. I'm about to get on your nerves, but I'm getting ready to give God a shout in the room. From my shouters at, open your mouth and give it bright. Uh, they told this man to shut up and this man turn up <laughs> uh, yeah 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 y'all told me to be quiet I'm gonna holler louder Jesus! son of David uh, up until this point of the story, DJ, this man now has been calling Jesus. But when he turns up what's in his mouth, Jesus now calls him. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, can I tell you, your praise will provoke Jesus to call you back. Oh, yeah. Anybody, you ever had anybody that kept blowing up your phone? And they blew up your phone to the point where you said, let me call this fool back so they can quit calling me. He calls Jesus. Now think about it now. There is a crowd. Everybody's talking. The text does not tell us, Elder Pam, that Jesus is preaching or they're in any kind of formal service. So everybody is just following, having their own conversations, waiting on Jesus to perform the next miracle. Yeah, uh, but this man out screams the crowd. Uh, I didn't, this ain't in my notes, but it's in the room. Your life has been crowded by a whole lot of influences. Your life has been crowded by a whole lot of situations that's tearing you up, that's running you crazy. But I dare you to praise God to the point that it outshines your distractions. You got to praise God beyond the noise. Mm -hmm. That's in your ear. You got to praise God beyond the turmoil that's going on around you. You got to out holler the crowd. I ain't told you to touch your neighbor all day. Look at your neighbor and say, sometimes you got to out holler the crowd. This man does not see Jesus. Philip, you're going to represent the Lord. He don't see Jesus, but he knows he's around. And he hollers out his name. Jesus! He looks foolish because Jesus is over there. Jesus! Yeah, shut your mouth, you looking a fool out here. Shut up, you don't look Jesus! He looks 
crazy with his praise. But can I tell you, you don't have to have sight to be seen. Some of us make the mistake of waiting on one day and miss our miracle today. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give you glory when things get better. When when I feel better, I, I'll come on, come on and, and open, lift my hands. When 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 things are, are, are start uh, panning them, spanning themselves out, then I'll give you glory. No, don't wait on that one day. Start start honoring him today. Everything that this man needed was in his mouth. Jesus calls this man, and immediately. He is distracted by what he has on. Jesus says, I hear somebody calling me disciples. Go find him. Disciples, go and find this man, which tells me that this man is not right up close to Jesus. He's away from him somewhere in the crowd. And the disciples find the man, so that means the man praises God until they find him. This man is praying until he prays through. This man doesn't quit until the miracle is in his hand. Uh, and so they find him. And then uh, uh, when he says, be of good cheer, Jesus heard you. He wants you to go to him. And this is interesting. Immediately, the man's coat got on his nerve. and runs to find Jesus. Too often we allow things and people who are the closest to us to be the biggest distraction for us. And sometimes you're going to have to take off who you're with to get what you need. Oh, I wish I had somebody to follow me in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This man now throws off his garment and says, this thing getting on my nerves. It's stopping me from getting to Jesus fast enough. And whatever is stopping you from getting to Jesus, take it off. Pull it off. Yeah, disrobe it, disrobe it. If it's your attitude, pull it off. If it's your pride, pull it off. Uh, if it's who you're with, if the person you love the most telling you the stuff that'll hurt you the worst, pull them off. It may hurt you, but I would rather find Jesus without you than to lose him with you. Uh, and now he finds his way to Jesus, and Jesus asked the man a dumb question. He says, what do you want me to do for you? No disrespect, Jesus. No disrespect. I know who you are. I honor you. I give you glory. First, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. Jesus, did you not hear the words that was coming out of my mouth? I've been screaming for the last 30 minutes. Have mercy on me. And then you send people to me, and I get to you, and you say, what do you want? Uh, 
Jesus wanted this man to be specific with his supplication. What are you specifically believing God for? Uh, let me see if I can break that down. God, help me, help me to preach it where they can get it. Uh, when I go to the doctor, I go to what is called a general practitioner. The doctor that I go to, uh, he has knowledge of various areas of medicine, various parts of the body. But when I go to him and it is beyond his knowledge of a particular area or a particular concern, he sends me to a specialist. He sends me to someone who specializes in that body part or that organ or that system in my body that 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 I need help with. Mm -hmm. And so and so when I go to the specialist, he specializes with the medical care that I need. What are you saying? Jesus is not limited to general mercy. He has a tailor-made mercy. Oh, that's my own word there. He has a tailor-made grace that for any need that I have in my life, I, 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 I know we talk about it morning by morning, we get brand new mercies, but can I add a caveat to that? It's brand new tailor-made mercy for the mercy that I need ain't the mercy that Anthony needs. The, the mercy that Pam needs is not the mercy that Latora needs. You need a tailor-made mercy you you need a tailor-made grace look at your neighbor for the second time and tell your neighbor I'm operating under a tailor-made grace Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The saints of old may not have been theological, but they had a lot of theological concepts. Uh, one of their concepts was when they used to say, mercy suits my case. Mm -hmm. What it meant was God had enough mercy not just to lavish me with it, but to mix every bit, fit every part of me. Every nook and cranny, God got mercy for you. Every proclivity, God has mercy for it. It's not a general mercy. Mercy is, is a specific. So the grace and the mercy of God is not only sufficient, it is specific. Uh, what do you want me to do? The blind man did not go into a whole lot of theological presuppositions. He did not trip about and give no long dissertation. He did not call the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. <clears throat> he did not humbly bow before the throne of grace. He just looked at Jesus. <laughs> he turned in Jesus' direction and says, I want to see. Just as simple as that. I want. It's been dark in my life. Low these many years. I just want to. I'm tired of ear hustling people's conversation and trying to internally visualize what they. I 
want to see. Sometimes you got to be simplistic with your supplication. God, I don't need $20 million. Look how y'all pause when I said that. I need managerial skills. I just want to be able to manage the money that I got. Because what you don't realize, you wishes and hopers, is this. If you can't manage what you got, God ain't going to give you no more to mismanage. If you can make it at any level, you can make it at every level. I don't want to see 20 miles. I just want to see. And so, the Bible says that Jesus looks at the man and says, your faith has healed you. Hold on. This man has disobeyed the distraction of his blindness. He has disobeyed the distraction of the crowdedness. He has disobeyed the distractors that have told him to hush up. He has disobeyed the distractions of his issues and his situations. Yes, and he's finally made it to Jesus. And all he says is, all I want is to be able to see. And so Jesus says, go for your faith has healed you. Well, as I was studying this text, I have to admit that there was a distraction in my own life. I was reading the text to see this man's supposition and to study what this man needed. But all the while I was trying to study the man's approach, I kept getting distracted by Jesus' approach. Well, because I am a student of scripture, I see that on most occasions when Jesus heals somebody, he heals them with a touch. Yes, when the woman with the issue of blood approached Jesus, she was healed by the touch of his garment. Yes, when the deaf and mute man came to Jesus, Jesus spit on his finger and touched the man's tongue and his ears, and the man got his healing. Yes, when Jesus went to Jairus' house, and the woman was up dead, the little girl was laying there dead. The Bible says that Jesus grabbed her by the hand, and the girl was resurrected from the dead. She was resurrected by a touch of the blind people coming in and out of Jericho were healed by mud pie. 
eyes and a touch. Yes, Jesus wanted to heal with a touch. Yes, y'all excuse me here. I feel like preaching a little bit. Yes, Jesus has touched many of the people that he has healed. But Jesus, why did you not touch this man? Yes, Jesus said, I didn't touch him because he was accustomed to touching. He was accustomed to feeling his way. And if I had touched him, I would have only given him something he was accustomed to. But since this man got my attention with his mouth, I'm going to give him his deliverance with my mouth. And so Jesus spoke this man's healing. Yes, Lord.